blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thanks, everybody, for making Locked On Islanders your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that, by the way, also includes YouTube now. So if you want to watch this podcast instead of just listening to it, check us out on YouTube. Just do a search for Locked On Islanders. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. We have our weekly farm report, which we do almost every Wednesday during the season. We'll fill you in on everything happening with the Bridgeport Islanders. We've also got uh, a curious contract extension signed by a member of the team. A couple of Islanders or former Islander greats recognized by the AHL Hall of Fame and a very key component of the Islanders' first playoff run He will be our Islanders' birthday of the day today. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to email the show, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. One of those happenings, by the way, taking place on Tuesday. The Islanders announced that they had signed forward Ross Johnston to a four-year contract extension worth $1.1 million cap hit per year over the life of that contract. And I got to say, I was a little bit surprised at this point. Um, Nothing against Ross the boss. I like Johnston. He's a useful player in his own way. Uh, So far, played one game for the Islanders, didn't see a lot of ice time, and then you know, rode the bench after that one game. He is probably the 14th forward, 13th or 14th forward on this team right now. But, uh, you know, here is a guy who they're signing to this lengthy extension. He's 27 years old. You know what Ross Johnston gives you. He will dig for pucks in the corners. He is physical. He will forecheck well, and he's a fourth-line guy. Maybe he can take one game here and there on the third line, but realistically, Ross Johnston is a fourth-line guy, and at the age of 27, what he is right now is what he's going to be. Ross Johnston is either 
He's a fringe NHLer, and that's no disrespect to Ross Johnston. He is a black ace on this team for a reason. And look, the Islanders are one of the better teams in the league if the Islanders were a below-average team or a bad hockey team. He's still a fourth-liner, maybe a regular fourth-liner on a a, a below-average or bad hockey team. But with Ross Johnston, you know, that's what he is. And he is the kind of a guy who, you know, is still willing and able to drop the gloves and protect his teammates, but that role is called upon less and less in the NHL here in 2021. In 1985-1995, uh, you know, Ross, every team would have one or more guys like Ross Johnston. Now, a lot of teams don't have a guy like Ross the boss, or they have one you know, it's sort of a dying thing. And look, 15 points total in 87 games, seven goals, eight assists. Here's the reason I'm critical of this signing. Nothing against Ross Johnston. Good in the locker room. Does play his role reasonably well. But when you're looking at the cap, situation. And we know this is an Islanders team that is up against the cap, that doesn't have a lot of cap room. You can get a player to play Ross Johnston's role on this team for the minimum or very close to it. Instead of paying $1.1 million AAV to sign Ross Johnston, you can call up somebody from Bridgeport or sign a free agent for half that money, let's say, $600,000, $700,000. You can get someone on an entry-level deal who will play a similar role on your team and save you a little bit of cap space as well. Now, Johnston is 27, so at the end of this contract, he'll be, what, 31, 32. Uh, This will take him through the rest of the prime of his career, but... In my mind, uh, not a bad signing, but just not a necessary signing. And just one of those situations where I think the money that you spent on Ross Johnston could have been better spent elsewhere. Uh, Money could have been saved, I guess, is, is perhaps the best way to put it. So we'll see. Ross Johnston, again, over the course of an 82-game schedule, if everybody stays healthy, Ross Johnston's only going to play 15, 20 games a year. If injuries strike, maybe you up that number to 30 or 35, but uh, you're paying a lot of money for a veteran guy when you could pay somebody else less. And to me, that's why this move is a little bit questionable. Now, Some honors handed out by the AHL Hall of Fame. They announced their Hall of Fame class of 2022. And two people who are affiliated with the Islanders organization are going to be honored. Keith Acoin going to be inducted, as is former Islanders general manager Bill Torrey. Torrey, of course, built 
the dynasty teams that won Stanley Cups from 1980 to 1983 and 19 consecutive playoff series. Uh, Tory already in the Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, passed away, wow, three years ago already, 2018 at the age of 83. And now Tory, in addition to being recognized for what he did for the Islanders, going to be recognized for what he did in the AHL. And uh, he was with the Pittsburgh Hornets back in uh, 1961 as their publicity uh, director. And, you know, in addition to working for the Islanders and then the Florida Panthers, he also was on the AHL Board of Governors and a member of the AHL Hall of Fame Selection Committee starting back in 19... uh, Excuse me, starting... uh, back in 2006. Meanwhile, for a a coin, he was an Islander back in 2012-2013, 12 points in 41 games, Uh, but really a great AHL player, even if he never was a standout in the NHL. Uh, Played with the Lowell Lock Monsters back in 2001-2002, played 769 games over parts of 13 seasons in the AHL and went on to have 857 points in those games. When he retired, he was the seventh leading scorer in AHL history. So congratulations to both Keith O'Coin and, of course, to Bill Torrey. They are being honored by the AHL Hall of Fame, as are Nolan Baumgartner and Dave Creighton. So Uh, congratulations are in order for both of them. We have got more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will have our weekly farm report, check in on what's happening in Bridgeport. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day as well. More to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Do you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There really is something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. And it's easy to tell why. Listen to these nine permanent flavors. Coconut, mint brownie, strawberry, German chocolate, cookies and cream, and my personal favorite, salted caramel. When it's sweet and salty at the same time, I find that hard to resist. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can order a mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine permanent flavors so you can figure out which ones are your favorites. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Check out these macros. Each bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, just 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy and built bar is the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order that's promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com we want to thank everyone for making locked on islanders your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms Time now for our weekly farm report, and it's always great to talk a little Bridgeport Islanders, and 
I'll tell you, it was a busy week for Bridgeport, and they did pretty well, all things considered. Got off to a rough start on the road Friday of last week, losing to the Springfield Thunderbirds by a score of 3-1. to one. Islanders took the lead on a goal by Grant Hutton, his first goal of the year, but Springfield got one goal in the second period and two in the third to come back and win that game by a score of 3-1. to one. Then on Saturday, the Islanders had their home opener at the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, and they get an overtime win over the Springfield Thunderbirds. Final score, 4-3. to three. Robin Sallow scoring 4 minutes and 10 seconds into overtime. Islanders earning that comeback win. They were down 3-1 to one after two periods and end up earning the win. So that was a great way to, to have the home opener. And then on Sunday of last week, the Islanders hosting the Laval Rocket and Anatoly Goloshov gets two goals and Jakub Skarik 37 saves. That's a busy day. That's not an easy shutout. You know, sometimes you get these 18 save shutouts, 20 save shutouts, 37 saves. That's not easy. And I'll tell you, it is very good to see Anatoly Goloshev get two of the three goals for the Bridgeport Islanders because, you know, Goloshev, he's an experienced guy. He played in the KHL. He's not a kid. And for him to, you know, get down there and now he has three goals in four games for Bridgeport, that is a very important thing to watch. And the better he plays, the more likely the Islanders are to consider if they need someone to contribute offensively, Goliev might be the call-up, depending, again, on if he continues to play well. Chris Terry leading Bridgeport right now with four goals and five points. And right behind him, Michael Dalcole. He has two goals, four points in only four games. Andy Andreoff has four points in six games. Arno Durando, also four points. Robin Salo, the defenseman, four points. And a plus three as well. So that's always good to see. And again, for Salo, one of those guys that the Islanders may be calling upon at some point because mobile defensemen, guys who can move the puck, they're at a premium right now for the New York Islanders, and you really want to see guys like Robin Salo produce. And even if they're not going to call him up this year, Robin Salo is a prospect. You know, you go down to the minors and you have a bunch of different people. You have your young prospects who are on their way up. You have veterans who have established themselves as sort of AHL guys. They're, you know, your team captain. They're the guys who are 29, 30, 31. They know that the AHL is most likely going to be where they're going to spend most of the rest of their career, but they're willing to continue to draw a paycheck, play professional hockey, be almost like an assistant coach, uh, a a learn-by-example kind of a 
player to help teach the young kids, and maybe they become coaches after they retire if that's sort of the direction they want to go in. And you always need that mix if you're going to have a successful minor league program. You want to win, you want to develop players. And to do that, to do both, you need prospects and veterans. And right now, for the first time in a little while, the Bridgeport Islanders, formerly the Sound Tigers, actually have both. And that is at least an encouraging situation. So uh, happy to see that, and it's good news. Now, the Bridgeport Islanders have two home games this weekend, Saturday, 7 o'clock p.m., Again, a home game against, this time, the Providence Bruins. And then Sunday afternoon, 3 in the afternoon, Halloween afternoon, the Hartford Wolfpack come to town as the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers has its AHL edition, Wolfpack against the Bridgeport Islanders. And just to make it a little bit more fun, it's Weekend at the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport. So both Saturday and Sunday, there'll be a costume contest, a haunted maze, trick-or-treating for the kids, and two hockey games, obviously. So always good to see that. And also don't forget, if you're looking for uh, some great family entertainment, every Sunday, kids' tickets are just $10. So... You know, that's always a good thing, ages 11 and under, uh, get in for that price. And, you know, again, the Islanders won't be home until uh, another three and a half weeks down the road. You want to see tomorrow's Islanders today, check them out as they play for the Bridgeport Islanders. Nice to see this Bridgeport team just sort of coming together. And you want to see that, you want to see this team do well and you know you look at the standings and Bridgeport has been at the bottom of the standings for a couple of years now it's been an organization that has struggled but right now you know eight teams in the Atlantic Division Bridgeport right now uh Two wins, two losses, two shootout losses. That gives them six points on the season. And again, puts them sort of uh, in the middle of the pack. They're fifth uh, out of eight teams, but tied for third in points with Hershey, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. Uh, Those two teams also have six points, although the Islanders have played two more games than them. So at least so far, it's early. But the Islanders, competitive, and I think the changes we saw bringing in some more established veterans definitely helping in that regard. We have got more to come on this edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. When we return, we will have our Islanders birthday of the day and a few more thoughts as well. Islanders, off until Saturday, we'll talk about whether or not that's going to help or hurt this team or Maybe a little bit of both. All that's still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We're back and better than ever. Bet Online has a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and 
More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON, one word, to receive your bonus. So, yeah, they'll give you free money to bet at betonline.ag. Just use that promo code LOCKED ON. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So head on over to Bet Online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And this is, uh, again, we're a day early right now. But uh, Thursday is going to be the 73rd birthday for former Islanders center Jude Druan. Now, Druan drafted in 1966 in the third round by the Montreal Canadiens, played 12 games over two seasons in Montreal while spending most of his time in the minors. Canadiens were loaded back then. Uh, Then went to the Minnesota North Stars and had his first 20-goal year in 1972-73, 27 goals. Uh, And midway through the 1974-75 season, Bill Torrey made an incredible two trades. They both happened a couple of days apart, but the Islanders got in one deal, J.P. Parise. In the other deal, Jude Druan. Both of them acquired from the Minnesota North Stars. Ernie Hickey was one of the players who went the other way uh, in those deals, but the Islanders got the best of them. And in Druan and Parise, they got two established veterans who knew how to win, and boy, did they catch fire. Druan, in his first 40 games with the Islanders, 74-75, 40 games, 14 goals, 32 points. That put him on a pace for 28 goals over the course of a full season. And then in the playoffs that year, the first time the Islanders ever made the playoffs, Drew Druan in 17 games had 18 points, 6 goals, 12 assists, as the Islanders shocked the Rangers in a best-of-three series, winning Game 3 in overtime at the Garden, shocked the Penguins after being down three games to none, came back and won four straight to win that series, becoming at the time, only the second team in NHL history to overcome a 3-0 series deficit to win it. Then they fell behind to the defending Stanley Cup champion Philadelphia Flyers, three games to none, won the next three before finally falling in the seventh game at the Spectrum. After that, Drouin put together back-to-back 20-goal seasons for the Islanders, 21 goals in 75-76, 24 goals in 76-77, His role was diminished the following year in 77-78. Then he finished out his NHL career with a couple of seasons with the expansion Winnipeg Jets. But Drew Drouin really made a difference for the Islanders when he was acquired. And it wasn't just, you know, he was good on faceoffs, solid defensively, but the experience and the leadership he gave a young Islanders team 
that was just learning how to believe in themselves was extremely valuable. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Islanders, January 6, 1976, at the Nassau Coliseum, the Islanders, and the Kansas City Scouts. Now, the Scouts then moved to Colorado after two years and became the Colorado Rockies. And then after five or six years in Colorado, they moved to the Meadowlands and became the New Jersey Devils. Bill McKenzie was the Scouts goalie, Billy Smith the goalie for the Islanders, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Billy Harris, his 17th of the year from Burt Marshall, that one came midway through the first period, 1-0 Islanders after one. In the second period, the Islanders pour it on Brian Trottier, his 16th from Billy Harris and Jerry Hart at 535, and then 31 seconds later, Clark Gillies, his 17th from Jerry Hart and Jean Potvin, Islanders quickly up 3 to nothing. The scouts got back into the game. Dennis Dupere, his first of the year, from Jean-Guy Legacy and Gary Bergman at 11.55, made it 3-1. to one. But then, with Wilf Paymont in the box for hooking, Jew Druen, our Islanders' birthday of the day, cashes in on the power play, his 13th from Ed Westfall and J.P. Parise. And what a line that was. Uh... That helped make the score 4-1 to Islanders after two. In the third, another power play opportunity. Dennis Patterson in the box for interference. Jude Druen is 14th from Dennis Potvin and Ed Westfall. Then Jerry Hart gets into the act a mere uh, 36 seconds later. His second from Brian Trottier. Then with Ken Murray in the box for elbowing, Jude Druen completes the hat trick his 15th goal of the year, third of the game, Parise and Westfall with the assist at 14.53. Jerry Hart adds another goal, his second of the game, third of the year, from Andre St. Laurent. Final score, Islanders 8 and the Scouts 1. Islanders had 42 shots on goal to just 22 for the Scouts. Billy Smith with 21 saves to earn the win for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Drew Druen, three goals on six shots. That was the most on the team. He ended up with all three of his goals, by the way, coming on the power play. A hat trick for Drew Druen. We wish him all the best a day early on his birthday. And he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. This week off, I'll tell you, for the Islanders, I think it's a good thing more than a bad thing. You have... Five days in the middle of a grueling, long road trip that allows you to sort of regroup. Yeah, you don't want to lose the momentum that you were sort of building up after winning back-to-back games and three out of four toward the end of that road trip, but uh, or the first half of it. But overall, you want a little time to regroup, to get healthy, to get some practices in, to come home. So I think these games, this break between Sunday and Saturday will be a good thing for this New York Islanders team. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Tomorrow we'll be back. We'll break down some of the Islanders' forward lines, what's working, what's not. Now, make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. 
Have a great day, everybody. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Be well, stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!